Welcome to Possibly Speaking, a podcast that explores the highest spheres of spiritual thought as they find expression in our lived experience. Here's our host and the Mashpia of the Light Revealed, Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld. Okay, so Be'ezras Hashem, we are continuing with the Torah of recovery, recovery in the Torah with the Light Revealed. And what I want to speak about is the name that HaKadosh Baruch Hu describes in this week's Parsha as how he related to the others. Pasuk makes a distinction between how Hashem relates to Moshe Rabbeinu and how Hashem relates to the Avos. Each of us have the Avos in us and each of us have Moshe Rabbeinu in us. These two names are ways that we are called by our higher power to relate back to our higher power. Ways to connect back to that place that we want to connect to. And the name that's associated with Moshe is the name of Hashem that we're typically aware of. But it's the name of the Avos, which is oriented towards Kel Shakai, the notion of Shaddai, Shin Dalad Yud, which means enoughness, which means that there is enough. It is specifically this name that HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to the Avos. Now, for our purposes, if we're going to identify the parts of us that are related to the Avos and the part of us that is related to Moshe, so we can say that there are parts of us that function below meaning. There are parts of us that function in almost a natural, habituated state that happen unconsciously. That was the Avos in relationship to Moshe Rabbeinu, in spite of how great the Avos were, obviously, in an unspeakable greatness, in relationship to the revelation of the Torah to a direct message of how to function, it was a process of trying to figure out how to find God in the world. It was a process of trying to walk around this world without any absolute revelation, without any absolute clarity. It was considered the smallness to a certain degree. It was considered being stuck in this worldly experience. The name Havaya, that represents where things are clear, that represents where things are absolutely certain in my mind. I know how I want to function. I know how I want things to go. There was no doubt. Moshe Rabbeinu knew he was speaking to his higher power. There was no doubt of stumbling along the pathways of this world through the concealment and trying to figure out how we should stand in front of this nature of our higher power. And it's this name, Kel Shakai, this name of the Hashem is enough, that it's specifically in that place of smallness when I don't have a Torah, when I don't have a clear vision of how to reveal myself, when I don't have a clear path forward when I don't feel that my mind is in it, where I don't feel that I can overcome this desire or this tendency or that I don't have the patience or the wherewithal to double down down back into myself in order to remember the future, to remember what it is that I want to be in my life. Most of the time, the thing that enables us to overcome the momentary desires and cravings that we experience is a memory of the future. It's what we say on Rosh Chodesh, which is the Mashiach ben David Avdecha, the memory of redemption, meaning to say that redemption comes about by remembering that there is something that's going to happen in the future, consequential thinking. I might not feel that I want to do this thing right now. I might not feel the ability or the wherewithal to stop myself from this behavior. But based on my future orientation towards the future, zichron, amadaasi, the remember of the world to come, and that way, through that memory, I can remember, okay, I need to control my behaviors. I need to try and continue to walk along the path that I know is best for me. But that's when the shame Havaya is revealed in my life. I'm able to think consequentially. I'm able to look cognitively and rationally at the circumstances and allow my mind to overcome my heart. But in a situation of Kel Shakai, in a situation of 
that place prior to the giving of the Torah, that place of the avos, that place of the natural order of things, where I feel overwhelmed by reality sometimes, where there is a struggle, where each av does have a struggle, whether it's with Yishmael, with Esav, with the Shvatim. Nevertheless, that place of Kiel Shakai is where I can't remember the future right now. I can't orient myself out of this stuckness. I feel stuck right now. And I can't think about what happened in the past. I can't learn from my consequences. And I can't think about the future of where I want to go to. But I'm stuck in the process right now. There's a claustrophobia. The walls seem to close off the possibility of using my mind to get me out of this mess. And it has now become a visceral experience of the heart and the body, which on the one hand are lower than the mind, just as the name Kel Shakai is lower than the Shem Havaya. But as we're going to show in a moment, finding God there and revealing our power to overcome our desires and our cravings in that place is a far greater revelation than the revelation that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to reveal. Because if I can remember the future, if I have my mind with me and I know I can make this phone call or I can connect to this idea in order to pull me out of my stuckness in order to give me hope again, so I'm operating with a full set of cards. I'm operating with a vision and a utilization of my tools. That's a shame Havaya. That's not so difficult where a person has the ability to recall where they need to be. It's specifically in the struggle, in the Kel Shakai moment, where there's a cutoff from the future of the past, where there's no supernatural element revealed in the moment that I'm stuck in the actuality of reality, where things feel to be stuck in accordance with the laws of what I feel is real. It's specifically in that place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself to the Avos, and it's that place that to find the ability to overcome is going to reveal something profound. And so what is the nature of Shakai? What is the nature of this name that the Avos are relating to, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself in? <clears throat> Chazal, our teachers, give us two understandings of what the word Shaddai means. On the one hand, in the beginning of existence, HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed himself to unfold infinitely. What that means is that in our personal lives, Compared to our own experience in the derech of the Baal Shem Tov, we have parts of ourselves that want to express ourselves over and over and over. There's no limit to the desire. There's no limit to the feeling of, I need to express myself. There's no limit to the inner movement of the self that wants to lay claim over external reality. This desire, whether it be for some object outside of me, whether it be for the typical objects that occupy the mind of most of us, which are kina, and kavo, jealousy, temptation in its general sense, or the desire for honorifics in this world to make ourselves feel more substantial, there is an unending desire. Ain lo die. There's no limit to it. Once it starts, it's never going to stop. Once it starts, the or is just kind of mispashate. There's an inner desire. And that inner desire to express ourselves, as we understand already, is rooted in a holy place. It's rooted in the natural desire for every yid to reveal themselves fully, for every person to express their os in the Torah in the way that they need to and to overcome the preventions that block it. But nevertheless, when left unchecked, that burning desire towards revelation, towards higalena, towards let me give forth what I have inside of me to the outside so that I can offer my gifts to the outside and I could receive gifts from the outside as well, that very often translates into an undying desire, an expansion, 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 where nothing satisfies. There's never enough. Nothing is ever enough. We see this, unfortunately, with the push of dopamine levels higher and higher and higher and higher, which ultimately pushes the body lower and lower and lower and lower, God forbid. But this desire for moreness is not because we're not able to see an end to it, but it's because there's no there's no point at which I ever feel that my desire has actually been satisfied. That's the unfolding nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu creating the world in the beginning, and it just expanding, expanding, expanding without limitation. So Chazal say, Hashem said, Sha'amar la'ilam. Hashem said to his world, enough. 
the first understanding of the word Shaddai, of Shakai, of Dai, is that there is, it's enough. Enough, stop. It's the setting of a limit. When a person finds themselves in a mindset of Kel Shakai, when I can't recall the past or the future to pull me out of my mess, I have to first and foremost pause, stop. Stop. I have to stop moving outwards. I have to stop allowing my mind to take advantage. I have to stop allowing my desires to ripple themselves into the future where they begin to take on a sense of reality. I have to lay claim to ownership again. I have to realize that I am the one who decides how far these thoughts go, how far these experiences go, how far these emotions go. There's not going to be a natural stop. The stop has to be, I decide right here, right now that I am stopping before I move forward. I am allowing my mind to resist the endless flow that drives me me back to the place that I don't necessarily want to be. And in that limit placing, in that stopping, in that pivoting of the feet into the ground, where I am able to say, die, enough, I'm not going to be carried away any longer. I might feel that I don't have a recall of the past or the future. I might feel that I'm in a hopeless state, but nevertheless, I am pivoting right now. I am placing my feet firmly into the ground and I'm saying enough. I'm not going to be carried away any further. The second understanding of die, of shakai, not only that symptom, not only that stoppage, that blocking of the self from moving forward or expanding forward into the abysmal depths where when I'm mindless or when I'm not able to focus, that's where I fall into. The next way that Chazal understand the name Shakai, Kel Shakai, is that there is enough of me for each and every person. Hashem is offering soothing words of comfort to the depth of the human mind. The notion of scarcity, the notion of privation, there's not enough. I can't stop because if I stop, then I'm going to miss out on something. If I limit myself, if I try and pivot and I actually try and take some semblance of self-control over myself in the situation, even though I'm in the katnas, even though I don't have the shame Havaya revealed to me right now, even though I'm only in a kel shakai, there's a need to stop and based on the knowledge that there's enough, it's enough. It's not stopping because I'll never get enough, Mamela, I have to stop running. It's stopping because I have enough already. We're not telling ourselves, stop craving, stop yearning for something more, stop feeling that disquietude at the heart of self that makes you feel like you're never enough. It's not saying that you have to stop because you'll never reach that place. It's not saying stop because you're not as good as you imagine yourself to be. It's saying stop because you are enough and you have enough already. She is and so the motivation to placing a limit in the extension of ourselves into any direction where we don't feel our mind is with us and we're falling back into that habituated flow, which brings us down to the natural proclivity of man to just kind of be stuck and listless and all of the difficult things and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We know where the heart goes to. And the ability to say die is the ability to stop and limit myself and remind myself that I'm in charge over here. Just as HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge up there, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given me the ability to imagine as if I'm in charge in here. And when I imagine as if I'm in charge in here and I come to realize that the power of being in charge in here only comes from a power greater than myself, I'm giving the gift back to the Rabbani Shalalem and I'm accomplishing the very direction of what he wanted for me in this world. The power of thought is to say, stop, I am the Bal Habira, I am the master of the house right now. I am not going to be carried away by these vagrant thoughts that have entered into my mind that want to extend, 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 extend through the endless positions of fantasy, through the endless gateways of, of where my mind can take me to. 
I am saying enough. I have the keys to the doors here. I am the one who is able to limit where those thoughts go. I might not be able to kick them out of the house because that'll just waste my time, but I can place those thoughts in their place. I can place them back in their room. I am the host. The mind is the host of the individual. All of the various thoughts that assault it, those are guests. And every guest needs to be respected, but every guest also be, needs to understand that they're not the host. And when the host forgets that they're in control of their mind because the thoughts have extended for so long, and the ruminations, et cetera, et cetera, and the cravings, and all of the despondency-inducing narratives that we carry with ourselves. After a while, we come to assume that that's who we are. But what saying die is, she is die, there's die, there's enough, is saying that I am the owner of the house. I am the one who has to take ownership. And that first and foremost starts by placing my feet firmly in the ground and saying, it's enough. I might not be able to have access to Havaya right now, but it's enough. In this moment, I'm choosing to say that it's enough. And then when a person comes to live in that mindset of enoughness, which is at first going to feel hard, it's going to feel like privation, it's going to feel like closing the self off to its natural tendency to express, what happens is that the die forces the individual to look inwards, and that's where a person comes to live a life of fullness. That's where a person comes to realize that this moment is enough. This moment is enough. Whatever it is that is going on is enough. I am able to center myself back to my center. I am able to utilize the inner tools and the outer tools and the tools that those outer tools allow me to enable in my life. And I am able to get myself back on track and return. Shuvu banim shavapim. I am able to get back on track, recenter myself as a result of my decision that it's time to recenter. The bottom is where I place my feet. The bottom is endless if I allow myself to continue to fall. The true bottom is where I decide the bottom is, where I decide to firmly plant my feet in the ground and I say, Ad kan tavo, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then I uncover the enoughness, that I am enough, the world is enough, the moment is enough, this is enough, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're enough, die. And then a person develops the courage to say enough to the things that they don't want in their life or what they see in the world, enough. Because when a person realizes that there's enough God for me, then I can begin to have a real conversation. I can begin to use my hands, die and yad. I can begin to engage. I can begin to develop a personal relationship with my higher power because I'm not busy worrying about what that person has in terms of their higher power. Because if they have X amount of higher power, that means I have to have a lower amount of higher power. The truth of the matter is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite and every mind is tapping into that infinitude of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the degree that each and every person has equal access to the infinite. Each each and every person has the exact same amount. Each person will have their own orientation, but I don't have to learn from another person's world. I can choose to take what I would like and disregard the rest if I want to translate those ideas into my inner world. But each and every person's inner world has enough. There's enough there. And on a practical level, when a person finds themselves in their moment-to-moment -moment days, other than the practicality of the shift in thought, which is fundamentally significant in the process of cure, insight is curative. His boininess on concepts of elikus, his boininess on concepts of psychological beneficial ideas is in and of itself part of the cure. It is not simply talking points, it is part of the cure, but ultimately to bring it down even further... We encounter this name on a regular basis in our lives. Anytime that a Jewish person walks into a room and they see a mezuzah, there's a shin on that mezuzah. The shin on that mezuzah represents Shaddai, Shakai. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Shomer Dlosos Yisrael. He guards the doors of Bnei Yisrael. He guards the home. Why is it that at any passageway, through a door, out of a door, I have to reorient myself with this name? 
Because what is a door? A door is a passage. This parsha is a passage. This world is a passage. Every moment is a passage from exile into redemption, and then the exile that is inherent in that redemptive moment back to a redemption that's even higher. Ad in sof. Every moment is a doorpost. Every moment is a shar. Every moment meaning to say Aaron entered in to holiness with the conception that every moment is is ripe and prime for an entrance into redemptive mindset. There is no moment that is devoid of the possibility of redemption. Every moment, this moment, zos, whatever is present right here in the enoughness, in that moment, every passageway that I walk into, every door where I reorient myself towards how am I going to deal with this space? How am I going to deal with this time? How am I going to deal with the people? And if there's no other person, then I'm that person. Then each and every one of us are questioning, how am I dealing with myself in this moment? Because the entirety of existence has ultimately come down to this. It's ultimately come down to this moment and this moment and this moment, because each and every moment is the sum total of existence. And so in that place, as we're entering into a new place, as we're shifting and every moment of our lives is a choice, whether to continue a shift downwards or to transform that shift downwards into a shift upwards, because they're ultimately coming from the same energy. The power of shift, the power of change is the singular force. The question is, towards which direction is it bringing us? And when a person enters in, they have to have in their mind, Shakai, there's enough. There's enough here. There's enough in this room. There's enough in this person. There's enough in this experience. There's enough on this plate. There's enough in this feeling. There's enough in this content of existence to allow me to find what I'm looking for, to allow me to rest, to allow me to, to be present, to allow me to say enough, to say enough. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is enough. The midah of histapkus, the midah of, of seity, of, of a certain element of satisfaction that comes about, not because I'm satisfied, but because I've chosen to be satisfied. I choose to have enough right now. And if it's an interpersonal experience, this will change everything. This person in front of me is enough. I don't have to be worrying about who else I have to be speaking to in my life right now. I don't have to be worrying about what other interventional thing that has to be done has to be done. I'm here, I'm present, and if a person puts the phone down even more so, because the 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 attachment to these things takes us away from the possibility of enoughness, but when a person is fully present with the book that they're reading, with the food that they're eating, with the person they're talking to, with the feeling that they're feeling, with the task that they're engaged in, if I choose to pivot and say, this is enough, every moment is redemption. Every moment is redemption. Every room becomes a Beis HaMikdash. Every moment becomes the purpose and the tachlis of life. When I learn that secret of enoughness, and the deepest secret of what the Zohar says is that don't think for a second that the Avos didn't have access to what Moshe had to. Don't think for a second that just because the Avos were relegated to this name of Kel Shakai, of this orientation towards my natural proclivity and the things that I might remain stuck in, and only Moshe had access to that purified vision where he was able to just swipe away all of the difficulties that emerged very quickly and not to get caught up in the battle and that clarity. The Avos had access to that. How did they have access to that? They had it because it emerged out of their experience of enoughness. When one encounters enoughness, when one pivots, when one encounters the kel shakai koach within them, when a person understands what that koach is, they're already touching the secret of living in a Havaya mindset because I've already taken myself out of the stuckness by choosing to see enough. And then when we can see that there's enough in each and every moment, in each and every day, in each and every week, in each and every part of ourselves, every word that we say, each day is beautiful because a person has done a single thing. Each neshama is fundamentally significant because it's enough. Every letter, every drop of ink, every momentary feeling is enough. It's enough, it's enough, it's enough for me to sit here and to find Olam Haba here. 
but it's only based on the decision to pivot myself and to choose to see this moment from a perspective of enoughness and to animate myself towards dealing with the problems in my life from a perspective of enoughness and from a perspective of strength and from a perspective of my capacity to heal and my innate capacity to heal and my innate responsibility to know when I need external help to enable me to heal. Shakai is a koach. Shakai is saying that there's enough. I have enough. It's the name of Moshe. It's the gematria of Moshe, highlighting the fact that the experience of Moshe, the clarified vision, rests hidden within this moment of lack of clarity where I have to make my own clarity. And then it becomes the secret of ad belidai, ad belidai, to the degree that it's more than enough. It's enough and it's more than enough. It's enough and it's more than enough. That every moment is both exactly what it needs to be and it offers a surplus. It offers a moreness, an ode that I'm able to perpetually uncover and realize that even though I feel that I have enough right now, I still need to yearn. I still need to perpetually be seeking the moreness, but it's a moreness not because I'm dissatisfied, not because I feel that I will never stop yearning and therefore I have to churn the engine every second, but because I've chosen to have enough and even in the enoughness there's a surplus there's a there's an overflow everything is overflowing with an infinitude that cannot be grasped by the human hand the notions the the sense that exceeds the content of experience the meaningfulness that shines forth from within a, a base experience in this world of a physical experience it's specifically that, it's the adbli die, that within the enoughness, I come to find that there's more than enough. There's more than enough. And when a person learns to live with this mindset, it's wealth, it's ashiras. This is ashiras pedas. This is knowledge. This is wealth. The person lives their entire existence in each and every moment, and a person will uncover more kochos than they thought that they had. And this is the name that's necessary for us to orient ourselves with at the beginning of the redemption from Mitzrayim. Because as the makos begin, every questioning heart at that point was beginning to ask, I am... I am Mitzrayim. I am the one stuck here. I'm not some spiritual thing caught up in a physical body. I am the physical body. It's the feeling in Mitzrayim of halalu halalu anytime redemption burgeons, anytime help comes along, a person begins to question, am I worthy of this help? I'm not worthy of this help. I'm filthy. I'm not able to take of this help. I'm not as good as that person thinks I might be. If only they knew who I was, et cetera, et cetera. And therefore, at the very outset of redemption, when the Jewish people are beginning to question themselves, they're beginning to question, they've desired redemption for so long that they forgot that they're deserving of redemption because they've been convinced of this exilic mindset. So the question here is how do we begin to overcome the tendency to doubt our worthiness of redemption? Moshe Rabbeinu did it the week before where he doubted his worthiness. And the answer is kel shakai, to believe that there is enough. I am enough. I am the purpose of the entire creation. Each and every person has to be able to say that to themselves with the full recognition that the person next to me on the right and the left is also saying that about themselves. So I am both center and periphery. It is both enough and more than enough at every moment. And Be'ezrus Hashem, to live with that light of Kel Shakai is what draws down the Rachamim Rabbim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's what brings down mercy because when a person feels that they're deserving of compassion, that's when compassion is going to flow down. And the way that we become deserving of compassion is to realize that we're enough. Everybody... <clears throat> Everybody is enough. Everything is enough. And all we're waiting for now is the thing that is far beyond any possibility of enoughness, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the Giloy of <coughs> redemption of the mind, of the body, of experience, and um, and for Gans Klayasol Bezras Hashem. Thank you for joining the Possibly Speaking family. Possibly Speaking is brought to you by The Light Revealed, a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever is looking for them. Our producer is Morty Schwartz. Our social media content team is Zoe Poznanski and Tehila Nassanian. 
and our music is by Zushio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please check out our website, thelightrevealed.org, and feel free to email us, Andrew of Joey, at thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org, or private message us on Instagram or Facebook at The Light Revealed. Thanks for joining, and we wish you the most blessed day in only revealed ways.